Warning! Warning! This episode contains swearing. So, if you don't like words any stronger than... Spanner! Or... Ragamuffin! Then maybe this podcast isn't for you. Happy one year anniversary. Do oh, you know? We made it. Yeah. Who'd have yeah. thunk it? I'm very excited to find out what you've got me for our anniversary. Oh, nothing. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I drove to Berry for you. Yeah, thanks for that. With a grin on my head. Yeah. And uh, I rewarded you with Subway hash browns. Subway and hash browns. I went to Subway mm-hmm. and I got us a sandwich each. Uh-huh. And then I looked at the menu and I thought, oh, they do hash browns. I'll try them. So nice. I, got, I bought six hash browns. Uh-huh. No, I didn't. I bought 12 hash browns. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of hash browns. And then I popped one straight in my mouth. Ooh. And I, I think I've took all the skin off my mouth. The last time I was in Subway, um, I uh, got to the, I ordered the breakfast and the hash browns. And I got to the end and I said to the cashier lady, uh, oh, yeah, d- uh, this, just this and a coffee and uh, some hash browns. She went, you have to order the hash browns at the start of your oh, sandwich journey. Did you queue jump? No, she, I just hadn't know. I, had, I didn't know the fucking protocol of the hash browns. Yeah. And she talked to me like I'd just come into her fucking house and set fire to the children. I like the idea of a sandwich journey, though. Ordering yeah. the start of the sandwich journey. Well, Is that what she called it? Yeah. Wow. Looking at me like that, squinting eyes, <laughs> tilted head. You've got to order the hash browns at the start of your sandwich journey? How does fuck off sound, love? Anyway, we started very weird. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome <laughs> to Behind the Medal. One uh, year on and nothing's changed. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the beginning of series three. This is uh, series three, episode one. Um, happy New Year! Yeah, Happy, happy new, new Year! Decade! Yeah, Happy New Decade! Uh, new Decade, New Me! Happy Birthday to both of us! You've had your birthday, and I've had my birthday. Yeah, we're combined age now of uh, sixty-two. Oh shit! I'm doing a lot of the heavy lifting in that as well. Well, two years. Th- I was thirty last week. I so. was thirty-two. Yeah, it's not the heavy lifting. Well, it's the bigger number. <laughs> I thought maths wasn't your strong point. <laughs> He's nailed it. Um, so, yeah, uh, we had a bit of a break over Christmas um, and uh, into the new year. Um, but we left you with a little present before we uh, we went away. We ended uh, series uh, two uh, with a little interview um, with a guy. What was his name? Uh, Bri- Bri- no, was Brian. Was it Brian? Oh, it doesn't sound right. Ed. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. That was pretty funny, wasn't it? It was. We <laughs> kept we kept that really under our hat, didn't we? Really. Yeah. Can we can we do the full journey? Because we when did we record that in? Oh, September was it? Yeah. And I reckon 
every other day I was texting Dean going, <laughs> can we release it yet? <laughs> can we release it yet? Because we were waiting for all kinds of okays from all kinds of clearance, yeah. all over the fucking world. Yeah, yeah, I'd be, I would be emailing New York and uh, there was a time where I, I was emailing the fucking Antarctic because his manager was on a boat down there. It's mad, <laughs> it was mad. Um, but we managed to get the green light just before Christmas, so it all worked out well. Yeah. And, and you learned the virtues of patience. Well, I don't know if I learned it. I, I experienced them. Yeah. Oh, it was a long wait. It I, was, but it was worth I, it. It was. I was so happy with what we'd done and the, the episode and the content yeah. that I just couldn't wait to get it out. I was dying for people to hear it. Yeah. Because I was so proud of our little fucking weird podcast, <laughs> less than a year old at that point, and yeah. we were interviewing the biggest pop star on the planet. It was quite quite a thing. It was cool. I don't know how we ma- how did we manage to keep that under our hat? We did well. Yeah, it's because we're not known for our subtlety. No, and also I want to shout out to my family as well because they are the biggest fucking blabbermouths <laughs> yeah, in, in, in the whole of history, especially my sister Joanne, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So <laughs> <laughs> high five to them for keeping that under the hats as well. Yeah, um, but so since then, um, yeah, we, we released that Ed Bless Him, you know, such a generous lad. I've, I've known him, as you probably heard in the podcast, I've known him for quite a long time. Um, it was his idea to come onto the show, um, and I said, "Yeah, man, absolutely." Um, get it. What a nice guy he is, yeah. right? Because yeah. this is the first time you'd met him, and just yeah, yeah. what a sweet dude. I was, I was very nervous. Um, yeah, you were. I'd never seen you. Gary, Gary's face matched his hair color. Yeah, it went all red. Because o- obviously, I knew we were going rocking up to Ed Sheeran's house to meet and chat with Ed Sheeran. But when he opened the door, all of a sudden, I was like. Alright, that is actually Ed Sheeran. <laughs> it was a very weird feeling. Was there a moment before that happened where you thought that I was just a fantasist and this was just a ginger kid with a guitar? Yeah. And you're like, Dean doesn't actually <laughs> know <laughs> this guy. Know him. <laughs> Have you always seen that uh, Ed Sheeran lookalike that's knocking yeah. him out and does a bit? I was thinking, <laughs> maybe it's him. And <laughs> Dean doesn't actually know and I'll be the after one to break it to him. Dean, that's not him. But yeah, it was very, very fucking bizarre. Yeah. But he was very lovely and very welcoming. Just so, he's always... Like I, like I said, I, I knew him, uh, how long did he say on the podcast? 12 years or so. So it was well before he was, you know, this crazy famous dude. Um, he'd always been extremely talented from the first moment I saw him pick up a guitar. Um, and we'd just been pals and he's never changed a bit. Yeah. It's just super fucking normal. Yeah, he was very nice. He um, he broke he broke my hard drive. I don't know if I told you this. No? Yeah, because we had all our recording gear in the back of the car and he offered to help yeah. take some shit out. Oh, when he dropped it? Yeah, oh, so he, he picked up my bag and he like picked it up upside down or whatever and something fell out. It's the hard drive hit his fucking gravel and... I tried it like the week later and it completely died. I was oh, like, ah, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. A bill him. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, shit. What did you lose then? Well, I've got a backup of the hard drive because right. I'm OCD head, but it nice. was all my music. Oh, shit. Yeah. Not the porn hard drive then? No, no. that's That never leaves the house <laughs> <laughs> for fear of getting locked up. <laughs> for fear of a pop star dropping it on its head. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, it, it seemed to be re- it seemed to be received really well. O- obviously, all of it, we were super aware that um, we have a core group of uh, you know listeners. We joke that there's only me and you who listen to this, but we know that there's a core group of listeners who listen for the running stories and all that. And we knew that it would just be thrown open to a whole new group of humans once yeah. Ed was talking on it. But it seems like everyone enjoyed it. Yeah, because we we were always aware of the fact that we were crowbarring it in because we knew him and because it's a cheering. Yeah, but also. Like I say, the content was really good mm. in terms of the, our podcast. And I think 
I, yeah, I just I thought I was really pleased with how it all came out. And yeah. the people that did listen to it, we were getting um, comments and tweets or whatever else saying that it was really nice to hear him talking so openly and mm. comfortably, you know, yeah. chatting with mates. And that was what I wanted really out of the whole thing. Yeah, th I think, you know, I, I he's he's so recognisable now and he's so, um, he has to, he, he's, so, he's so busy mm. doing gigs and you know recording all that sort of stuff i don't think he often gets the chance to sit just sit down and talk in a non-pressurized way because one of the one of the things that they uh his management wanted to know they they <laughs> i got an email from his, his upper management upper upper management saying right um who do you about the podcast who are you who do you work for who do you make it for what are your sponsors uh all of these questions and i was literally like um, it's uh, me and my mate Gary. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in a living room in somewhere. In a living room uh, with his. Uh, literally, I was like, uh, it's his uh, DJ equipment and my garage band. Um, <laughs> we uh, have no sponsors. Uh, we do fake sponsors, <laughs> but, but there's no libelous content in there at all. And I just had to list all these things. And I bet they got the email back and was like, who the fuck yeah. are these guys? <laughs> <laughs> Who are these chances? Yeah. <laughs> well, that was one of the things that I really enjoyed in my own little mind is these people all over the world listening to that fucking stupid theme tune <laughs> going what is this yeah what is going some 13 year old fan in paraguay exactly going what is this nonsense um so what happened afterwards because we 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 sort of we released it i think it was the 20th of december we released it um and then straight away his his fans picked it up um all over the world there was brazilian accounts getting in touch italian like all over the uh, japanese loads loads of stuff going on um and then we started to pop up in all the n British newspapers, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and it was a side of it that I never really thought about either, but yeah. it was going in all the papers. Yeah. You know, all, all online papers, and <laughs> we were getting tagged in all these mad tweets. Yeah. And then I think the big one has got to be the Good Morning America, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, that was fucking stupid. For anyone, excuse me, burping all over the pop guard. For anyone who missed us tweeting about this, um, um, Good Morning America is a huge <laughs> TV show. Yeah. It's the equivalent of what? This Morning? Something like that? Or like I think bigger. Is it not the biggest breakfast show in the world? Or have yeah. I made that up? No, it is, yeah. <laughs> so it's a huge breakfast show shot in New York, like a big studio. Um, and their lead story on Christmas morning yeah. was about Behind the Metal Podcast. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> the, vi the video is hilarious because... You've got this panel of like three or four people all sat around discussing what yeah. Ed was talking about on the Behind the Metal yeah. podcast. <laughs> it's so the, funny. But the best bit about it was as well, because they were picking up about his sort of body image stuff, yeah. and his, his weight loss and how he, uh, he he's found his balance and all that sort of thing now. And then we thought the, the segment had finished and then they brought a fucking like psychologist over. Yeah, to analyze to it. To analyze all. it. And again, like some poor fucker, re some poor fucking researcher in the New York office of Good Morning America has to listen to me and you talking shit. I know. It's so funny. But uh, what, it was just a side that I never thought would happen. No, I didn't think that it's would It's so funny happen. that we were on Good Morning America. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it was when I, as I was watching the clip, um, you'd mainly just hear Ed's voice talking about stuff, but then every so often you'd hear my Yorkshire tone going, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bit in it where because he, he's talking about being ginger and really subtly in the background, I just go, "I feel you, brother." <laughs> yeah, great. And again, less than one year old at that point, and yeah. we were on Good Morning America. <laughs> I mean, whatever happens after here, I couldn't give a fuck. No, well, that is that's one of those things, you know. We we joke about doing what the fuck we want, um, but 
why not? Yeah. Right. This is this is the, the, like I've spoken to a few people because it is the start of a year, start of a decade. A lot of people have just been like, I'm just gonna fucking try shit. Yeah. This year. Absolutely. This time last year, we were sat in this room, recording this for the very first time. Yeah. Going, will this work? Is it gonna? What's gonna happen? Um, just try stuff. Yeah. Create art. Make be happy. This. I mean, this isn't art, but I mean, <laughs> be oh, creative and speak it's, it's, stuff. Art, I guess, is is. Say is, it again. Art. There's a T on the end of there. So. <laughs> Art ah. uh, is an outlet, isn't it? Yeah. It's, so it's a, an expressive form. So it could, this is art, man. We're, we're creating art. We are, yeah. Me and you here with our 300 hash browns. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Andy. Is that art? Yeah. Okay. Mate, I'm, I'm bang up for it because like you say, we tried this thing and yeah. whether we're winging it, whether we're blagging it, whether we're fucking murdering it yeah it doesn't matter does it we're putting it out there people yeah. are listening yeah. and it's it's you know <laughs> it's doing what we wanted to achieve yeah. so fuck them yeah oh yeah what's been nice as well over uh, the christmas period uh, we've had a bit of an upturn in people talking to us online and and getting in touch about yeah. stuff and us making them laugh and getting them through stuff um and that's just gorgeous like we we set, when we set out to start this thing um Excuses being a little self-indulgent talking about no, it's this. our anniversary. Well, this is all we're going to do in this. Episode. Okay, fuck you. You better knuckle in and knuckle down, knuckle, knuckle in, get your knuckles in, knuckle in, and listen to Go us to the knuckles uh, patting ourselves, <laughs> ourselves on the back. Um, but when we started this, and like when I when I was talking to um, Ed's management, um, I, we, we said we have no intention of making money from this because the thing that we enjoy the most about this sort of thing is um, making people laugh, making each other laugh. Yeah. Um, and we do that very well. Oh yeah, I think I think it's a nice, really nice model where you um, set up uh, to do something like a podcast or make a film or write a song, and don't really care if anyone else engages with it as long as it entertains you. Exactly. Yeah. When we uh, we did a, we went on as guests on a podcast. Um, when was that? A couple of weeks ago, and um, I, we were talking about the idea that when me and Gary met doing um, sketch comedy, and the idea with any any form of comedy like that is make yourself laugh first and yeah. hope that the audience is as fucking weird as you. Yeah, and then they'll join in, won't they? Yeah. We're all on the same wavelength. <laughs> but it seems to be working. Because I was, I was going to say, like, I've, this, I've sent you one that I read the other day on Instagram, and this was lovely, and it, it was just saying they really related to us talking about the importance of running mm. when you're happy and in a good headspace. Yeah. Um looking after future future self you know we've talked mm. we've, we've mentioned that loads as well yeah and it's it's good man it's good that we seem to be somehow stumbling across um a, what's the word like stump <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> and we're back into the rhythm <laughs> like a you mean like a common voice that's like, the word yeah yeah, yeah. so we're, we're talking and we're doing our thing but we're stumbling across th something that everybody seems to be yeah you know, feeling, yeah. and and it's nice, isn't it, that we're all going through the same shit. And mm. well, I think I think what one of the th uh, who was it who, who spoke to me about this? Um, f friend friend of ours, Sophie Powell's, um, her um, fella Mark was talking about um, the podcast, and he said it's it's number one, it's like earwigging on the bus. It's mm -hmm. like we're just chatting, and you just sort of listen in. But he said the other thing is that it's almost underdog spirit, like because we make obviously historically we've we've done decent times at marathons we've you know we've achieved lots of really lovely stuff but we're not we're not we don't take it that seriously and yeah. so the idea that we can talk in the way that we do and take the piss out of what we do do 
do do do do do do do means that it's very relatable. I hope. Yeah, you know. No, that makes sense. I never thought of it like that. So we we sort of. This is going to sound really arrogant, but it gives us a bit more of a right. Is that yeah? Is that horrible thing to say? It gives well, a bit, us a bit more of a right to preach. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Do you think? Or is that is that horrible? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, f I feel like I feel like we don't preach. I don't think we preach. No, I was just using that as a term because I couldn't think of what 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 the word is that we do. Words. If I was listening to a podcast right yep. with Paula Radcliffe and Mo Farrow. Mm -hmm. I would What's take Mo short for, by the way, because he's got no legs. <laughs> you just ruined the punchline. What do you mean he's got no legs? Because he's got little legs is the punchline. You fucking idiot! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I couldn't tell if that was a genuine question there or not. It wasn't a genuine question. I was trying to set myself up for a joke, <laughs> and you ruined it. <sighs> ah, I can't even remember what I was going to say. I felt like it was such a good point. If uh, Paula Radcliffe and Mo, who has no legs now, were doing a podcast about running. Yeah, I would take <laughs> it. I would take it uh, a bit more. I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to relate to it as much because they, yeah. can, they can run two and a half hour marathons. And, you yeah. know, they've got a bit of cash in the bank and yeah. just little things, little, little nuggets of where it removes me a bit from their situation. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I feel... I, 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 yeah, I know what you mean. Because I've listened to um, podcasts with um, actors before because um, that's what that's my job. So I listen to, to sort of people talking about it. And you, you, the really successful ones, they're very boring because it's like succeed, 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 yeah. succeed. The, 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 what have we always said about Instagram culture? You need the journey. So you need to know point A and point B. Um, via point D, Z, Y, yeah. X, exclamation point, all that. And so with amateur athletes like me and you who make absolutely no fucking threatens about taking it any s more seriously than we actually do, it's very relatable versus if you had Mo with the gimpy leg and uh, Paula talking about how to lengthen your calf muscle by an inch. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's serious. It saying. doesn't exclude people. I feel better now because I felt like I was worried about that. I would sound arrogant saying that. So what? <laughs> what do you mean? Do you mean you? <laughs> do you mean you were worried about going? Our podcast is better than any podcast that Paula Radcliffe and Mo Farah could fucking put together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> really. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Because uh, it is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Stephen Hawking. I used to be the most intelligent man on planet Earth. But even with all my intelligence, I cannot understand a fucking word of the Behind the Metal podcast. However, happy anniversary to them both. How they've made it to one year, I will never know. You want to know how I got these scars? Laughing to the Behind the Metal podcast. Happy anniversary, guys. <laughs> Hello there. It's Michael Parkinson here. I, 
I've interviewed many people over my illustrious career, but I can't hold a candle to the boys, the two boys off the Behind the Metal podcast. They do a sterling job. Happy one-year anniversary to you both. Hey, it's Christopher Walken here. I just want to wish the boys at the uh, Behind the Metal podcast a very happy one year anniversary. I hit a, a medal in my ass once and then I cleaned it and gave it to Bruce Willis. Happy anniversary, guys. So as it's the one-year anniversary, we thought we would do a Q&A session. Yes. Uh, give the listeners a chance to get to know us, Dean. And, getting you know, to know us. Yeah. Getting to know all about... I thought you were going to join in at some point. I don't know the song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> get into our heads a little bit. Yeah. Um, we've had a whole rake of questions, actually. Yeah, thanks for sending those in, Yeah. boys and girls. Some of them are serious ones. Yep. Some of them not so much. Less serious. So I thought we'd mix it up and do, you know, whatever order feels right. Yeah. Right. First off, it's from Hannah Margaret. Uh, what would you name your feet? <laughs> so this is the level we're at, listeners. Right. Uh, she, she goes on to say, like, boxers give the fist names. I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. What would you name your feet? Well, I was thinking about it, right? Yeah. And this, you'll have to bear with me a little bit. Okay. Animals with human names, I think, is the funniest thing in the world. Animals with human names. Yeah. So, like, the cat that's called Keith. Yeah. Okay. A dog called Peter. <laughs> or just something like that. So, I would probably call my feet something human, like right. Kevin and Stuart. Kevin and Stuart. Are they the names of minions, Kevin and Stuart? No, I've never seen it. Have you not? No. You'd like it. It's a lot of nonsense. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, there, well, there's my answer. Anyway, I'd call my feet Kevin and Stuart. Kevin and Stuart. Hmm. Same question to you, Dean. I I think um, I, just to go exactly against your um, reasoning. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna name my feet dogs' names. Okay. So left is Lassie and right is Rex. Oh uh, yeah. Is that so you can do your left and right? Yeah. Lassie and Rex. <laughs> well, pleased to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lee Butler on Instagram. Um, he's doing his first marathon in April, the Manchester Marathon. Nice one, Lee. Yeah, man, we'll see you there. We'll see you on the start line, brother. Yeah. Um, he just wants to know, basically, um, any golden nuggets about the event day itself, any do's and don'ts, how to em enjoy the first race. He, he's put there, any golden nuggets. Is he trying to slag you off for shitting yourself? Is that what he's saying there? I didn't, I didn't get that, but I like it, though, probably. Your golden pant nuggets. That would be my advice, then, Lee. Don't shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, any, any, uh, yeah, so any little tidbits yeah. for, um, for, for the event day itself. Um, one of the, I remember the first time I did a mar we did a marathon, I read somewhere that you, your hydrating is done in the two days before you get there. Yeah. That's that was a huge that was a game changer for me. Yeah. So uh, Sunday in it. So Friday, Saturday, loads of water. Just stay so hydrated because you can't rush hydration on the morning off, can you? No, and you'll end, you can end up doing more harm if you take on more water on race day than yeah. than than good. Also, uh, leading up to prep, always stick a bit more salt in your food as well. Yes, that's a good one as well. Yep. Just help your muscles. Um, so hydrate, bit of salt in the food leading up to it. Mm -hmm. uh, race day itself. It's a classic, but it's a gooder. Yep. Don't 
Say it with me. Don't, don't set, set off, off too quickly. Oh, just, <laughs> don't, yeah, don't set off too quickly. Yeah. And as well, I just thought, um, if you're going to be using gels on the day, then train with them. Yeah, don't use... Don't, don't use. do anything different on yeah. race day yeah, 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 that yeah, you've yeah, not yeah. been doing in training. There's um, a few. Yeah. Also... You've, we've said this a hundred times. You've done all the hard work. Yeah. The race day, enjoy every <coughs> fucking moment. Absolutely. Enjoy the build up at the start where you're going to be the most terrified you probably possibly may ever have been. Yeah. Because the adrenaline and the nerves is a great feeling. So yeah. enjoy it. Uh, lean into it. Um, one that I feel like is a very behind the medal style. Um, a uh, tip is um, make sure you've got definite plans for afterwards. Find a party, find a beer, find a burger, whatever your vice is. Yeah. Make sure you book that in with your loved ones so that you, if in those moments where you're in the bit of darkness as you're coming through sale or wherever, you just remind yourself that every step is a step towards your good missus advice. That's or a good shout. your mister or your burger or your vodka. Yeah. yeah, 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 perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Ian Taylor has put, who would win a beer mile out of the two of you? <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, well, it's a mile, bit, a drink of beer every mile, isn't it? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. It's not like a yard of ale? Oh. Is that what I thought? I, I was like, a mile of beer? Well, either either way, it's going to be you, because I don't drink beer. You drink cider. It's, just a, it's a similar... Yeah, but I couldn't, I couldn't drink... No. I couldn't drink that much cider. It's got to be me then, isn't it? I'd be on my ass. Anyone order a lad? Yeah. You know. Anyone order a dickhead? <laughs> if it was any other drink, if it was my drink, yeah. vodka, I'd nail it. Oh, yeah. I'd be, I'd... Or red wine. Yeah. Or what is it? You other dr- The icer, what do you drink? <laughs> <laughs> There's a marathon in, in France, isn't there, where you drink uh, a red wine every mile? Yeah. Fuck me. I wouldn't fancy that. I, I see, I would. I think it'd be a right laugh. If it was a 10K, maybe. A marathon. Yeah, but what... If you, what you're thinking about is if you do it in marathon time, if you if you take all day to do it, right? Basically, it's just a pub crawl. Oh, in shorts and t-shirts. What else we got? Erica Thornton um, from uh, Twitter has asked us heel strike versus forefoot. Uh, discuss, she says. Uh, I recently tried to transition to forefoot. It felt greater, faster, but painful on the old calves. Decided I didn't have enough time to take it slowly and properly until after the Brian half. What the fuck is she talking <laughs> about, Gary? <laughs> I don't... Heel, ah! heel strike versus forefoot. She, she needs to be listening to the podcast with Mo Farah and <laughs> Paul Radcliffe. Uh, Ali Lavender, our mate Ali. Ali. Uh, if you trained full-time... I like this question. Yeah. If you trained full-time as an athlete, how fast do you think you could run? We, we, I remember me and Dan Walker, Dan Dad, Nathaniel Father, talking about this. If you, if there was, he was talking about like as a TV format, take Joe Bloggs, normal man on the street, guy, runners like us, pay their wages for a year and get them to train like an athlete and see what you what could physically do. achieve. Yeah, which is a cool format. Yeah, for something like sport relief. Something. Yeah, yeah. What do you think for yourself? Well, mine's very three fifty nine. Yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't, it wouldn't be athlete times because I know, I know me. What do you what do you describe as athlete times? Well, what did they run London in two hours? So I reckon about two and a half, two forty five is athlete times. Yeah. So I I reckon mine's probably still going to be three and a half because I'm a lazy fucker. No, but this is if you train full time as an athlete. Read the question, Gary. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying <laughs> if I train full time, I would yeah. still have a day where I'd go, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm just gonna have a, I'm gonna do, a, I'm gonna swerve the run and have a beer, <laughs> but I probably do that five times a week. Rate it. Do you think? I'd probably, yeah. I, I don't, don't know. know. 
I can't I can't picture me training full time as an athlete. I think if I if I trained full time as an athlete, I would get sub three. Hmm. Yeah, because because without training full time as an athlete, I got three eighteen. Yeah, but that seems like more achievable right. for you to shave twenty minutes off. Yeah. Than for me to shave two hours off. Two hours. Yeah. No, you're on four hours now. So, so oh, an hour then. Yeah, an hour. Yeah, you could you could shave. If you trained every single day, if you if you the question I think is is less, are you able to train full time as an athlete? More, what could you achieve if you did do that? Well, yeah, sub three then. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Question answered. Have an have an original thought in your head. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's also added the second question. What is the best chocolate milkshake available? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't like chocolate milkshake. I was going to say, I, I, I would always swerve that for a banana milkshake myself. Oh, you banana? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah do yeah, McDonald's yeah. still do chocolate milkshake? Yeah, must do. I see, I don't think they do. Why? I don't know. I've just never, ever, 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 ever seen anyone drink a chocolate milkshake from McDonald's. Is that because you're not 11 anymore? No, because I've seen people drink strawberry milkshakes. Where? McDonald's. Where are you? Well, you mean you in McDonald's, you're investigating everyone's fucking drinks. What are you talking about? Yeah, but you can see the straws, can't you? Brian O'Donoghue. Um, a question for Gary. Mm -hmm. uh, this year, what race will you make your biggest splash? <laughs> and then he adds, well, splatter, as this seems to be your specialist skill. <laughs> I did like that. I like that I'm <laughs> becoming known for bodily functions. I don't mind <laughs> at all. Um, well, I'm only doing two races this year, so probably both of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're doing two, two marathons this year. Two you'll marathons. Do of, you'll yeah. do plenty of other ones, right? Yeah. Um, I imagine, because uh, I'm doing Manchester Marathon yeah. and uh, Gold Coast Marathon. Yeah. The Manchester Marathon, I'm going to take fairly seriously. Mm -hmm. The Gold Coast one, not so much. So I would imagine I'm probably going to make a bigger splatter in Australia. Right. To be quite honest with you, Brian. Kangaroo steak leaking out of your anus. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Kangaroo steak and goon wine. Oh, yeah. Uh, right, we've got another one here. Another one from Brian. Uh, he's got plenty of questions in his head. Yeah, the good lad. for him. Um, this is in a two-parter. Gary, uh, what is your greatest running achievement? That's a good question. It but is. Looking back on when we first shit on the street. Hmm. I, do you know what, right? And this is this is probably going to be underwhelming as an answer, but I don't think I've got one singular achievement. I think every time I cross the finish line, that's a achievement. Yeah. And an, an achievement. I, I couldn't sp specify one. Mm -hmm. I think every time I get up and lace my shoes, I feel like an, it's an achievement. Yeah, oh, that definitely. sounds really quoted, honey, and, and philosophical. But no, then that's that's good because yeah. that that means that you've not f you're it's ongoing and it's every time. Yeah, so that's a good that's a good answer. Every time I lace up my shoes and get out the door, yeah, and do a run three miles, five miles, twenty six point two miles, I feel like I've achieved something. Yep. And you have. Yeah, so I I couldn't specify one. What a guy. However, every marathon's pretty special. Yeah. Um, that question wasn't aimed at me, but I'm going to answer it anyway. The first ever 10K I did, it, is, it feels like my yeah. greatest achievement. Because I remember training for it. I trained up to eight kilometers. Mm. I think I've said this before. And I was like, there is no way on earth that there's another two kilometers that is possible. The <laughs> earth is not two kilometers bigger. Um, it was in Sheffield and it was horrible. 
Um, and then the question continues from um, from Brian to me, which is, Dean, what is your running aspiration? Mm. No bollocks about Aristotle from Gary and not running on the cheap from Dean. He knows yeah, us very he well. He knows us very well. He's an <laughs> avid listener. Didn't he, didn't yeah. Um, what is my running aspiration? My running aspiration is very, very simple. Um, a few years ago, and even towards the start of last year and stuff, I felt like I could run through this wall right here. I felt strong enough, big enough, quick enough, mean enough to be able to run through. Um, and I've just lost that little bit of um, strength and a little bit of speed. I don't know if I'll do a marathon this year. I've sort of come to terms with the idea that maybe that won't be a thing because various factors work and that yeah. sort of thing. It doesn't feel like... But I'll do plenty of running. Mm -hmm. And my main thing is just to feel that strength come back into the legs. Yeah. So that's the answer to that. Good. What have you got? I, I like this one. I want to know what is the biggest animal you each think you could single-handedly cling film to a lamppost <laughs> <laughs> who's that from uh sam oh. sam on twitter blessed with pace at blessed with pace yeah uh i put just to be clear i'm gonna need your methods as well um well i'm <laughs> such a weird question yeah I, li I like it though oh yeah but mine's gonna have to be fairly small but still quite adventurous so I'm, I'm thinking along the lines of like a llama or i knew you were gonna say llama then why i don't know I could I could sense it because a dog's too small, but I reckon I could, I can, cling film a llama, single-handedly. Yeah, I think so. I think I've got the strength and the dexterity, and which is key in this, I've got really long arms. Yes, you do. So I could I could wrap them round. However, there's a lot of hair in those arms, so if you get the cling film wrong, you're gonna have a real real tussle with that. <laughs> yeah, I like that word. It's a good word, tussle. <laughs> That's my llama, um, and I would method method. Basically, just sheer strength and determination. <laughs> I'd fu fucking wrap my arms around it. I'd, I'd pin it to the lamppost, and I'd with the other arm, I'd do the first layer. Yeah. And then I'd let go of it and just run round a few times. Oh God. And just really make sure it's it's tied in there. It's Gary, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Why have you got a hard on? <laughs> I think we should. Uh, I think we should forward at blessed with pace, Sam. I think we should forward his details to the fucking social services or something. Yeah. To the to the federales. I don't mind it. I like it. I'm into <laughs> it. Um, when you've asked me that, I'm think I'm thinking um, single-handedly cling film to a lamppost. I am I allowed a cherry picker? No. Why not? Because that's not single-handedly, is it? But don't have hands. It's a machine. No, it single-handedly means on your own. So just I'm just on the street, and there's a passing fucking llama in your storyline, and I've got a, a heap of cling film. It doesn't have to be passing. You can go and collect it. Okay. Where, am I, where are you collecting a llama from? The llama farm. <laughs> <laughs> Tie your llama down. <laughs> um, the biggest animal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Shetland pony. Uh, so I win then? Yeah, probably. Because my method would be I would put a load of sugar cubes... I would I would gaffer tape a load of sugar cubes <laughs> to the bottom of the the lamppost. Shetland pony wanders over. I feel like they're quite thick, it's tiny little heads. Yeah. Um, Why do you need to gaffer tape them? What? <laughs> what the sugar cubes? Yeah. Otherwise, they'd fall off. You monster. Just put them on the floor. Nice. How big do you think a Shetland pony is? No, oh, it's not big, but I don't want the sugar cubes to get dirty, do I? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm already cling filming to a fucking lamppost. I don't want to upset him. <laughs> um. And then, yeah, simple. I just as soon as when he started eating the the sugar cubes, I just kick fuck out of him and then wrap him around. Right, sorted. Question answered. Yep. Uh, hi there, 
Shoebrook. Shoebrook. Yep. Uh, loved listening to the interview with my sister. That's nice, isn't Rated, it? Rated, yeah. Are Katie you planning Damon? to do any big runs with her? Well. Manchester Marathon. Yep. Yeah, she's she's doing that. So How's her training going? Yeah, amazing. Good. She's she's up to like, well, just over half marathon distance now. Nice. So, so she, the, the, her next long run is going to be the furthest she's ever run. So oh, I love all that. She, That's so exciting. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? We were like That's eight weeks ago. She's nailing it. So yeah, I I, we, we won't run together on Manchester Marathon, but no. it still counts, doesn't yeah. it? I think you'll drink together afterwards. Fucking right, we will. Fucking right. Um, what else we got? Uh, Rachel Bentley asks best and worst race. Uh, should we start with best? What are you saying, Gary? Best. The most fun I've had on a race uh, was the I did a 10k in London. Oh yeah, uh, last year was it? I think. Yeah. With uh, Danny Tennant, mm-hmm. Dan Walker, and Luke Baylor. Yeah. And it was very funny, <laughs> very funny. Uh, we we had a big night out before, which carried on till the wee hours, and then we got up and well, we didn't even get up. We just put our trainers on. And <laughs> it hell. was very, very, very funny, and. It was just a great laugh. It was a wonderful day. And that's gone down in genuinely in one of my highlights of my running career. <laughs> it was very funny. I think my best race was uh, first marathon, Tromso. Yeah. Arctic Circle, running yeah, around yeah. the fjords. You don't get much fucking better than that. You don't. It's very cheap. Oh, you made me feel bad about my piss can. Yeah. <laughs> What's your worst race then? Uh, Yacht Marathon. It, yeah. it was one of the worst days of my life. It yeah. was so rainy and so cold. I was just cramping up from head to toe and I couldn't wait for it to end. And when people ask me, like, name the marathons, mm. I even miss it off the list. Oh Not dear. intentionally, but I just forget it ever happened. I think I've, it. like, blocked it on my memory. I loved doing New York. I, I had a great time. That was yeah, I got my that PB. That was your PB on it, yeah. yeah. I just hate it. It was just the weather. It just completely ruined it for me. Yeah. Awful day. Uh, my worst race, I would probably say, was that Keithley one. Remember when we did the Keithley? It was 10K. Oh, really? Well, yeah, I'd been at it. was my mum's birthday the night oh. before. I was shitting through the eye I was going to say, you had about 20 shits, didn't you? I think I got to 13, yeah. Yeah. Which is not normal, man. <laughs> I fucking I, I kept it together, though, unlike my pal opposite. Yeah. You little waste of space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else have we got? Uh, Calf Martin. Calf Martin. Friend um, of the show, friend of us. Yeah. Uh, can you drag yourselves out of a mental health health slump to go for a run, knowing it'll help, or do you go with the slump? Can you easy can you ease? Put your teeth in. I know. Do you want me to read it? Yeah, because I've put all the <laughs> emphasis on the wrong syllable there as well. <laughs> can you drag yourself out of a mental health slump to go for a run, knowing it'll help you, or do you go with the slump? Can you easily differentiate between a slump and just not giving a fuck today? Um, so yeah, she's saying, do you recognise you're in a slump and think, right, I'm going to get myself out of this by going on a run, or do you go, I'm going to just be in the slump? Uh, <sighs> this is a good question. This is something that I toy with a lot of the time. Yeah, I would say mm-hmm. I probably allow myself to have the slump. Yeah, I, ne- I never put too much pressure on myself to go for a run because they're the ones that fucking hurt. Yeah, and yeah. They're, not, they're never good runs. You go for a run and it when you're not feeling great and it, it'll be messy and untidy. And yeah. Not, not good for you physically or mentally. I don't think so. Yeah. I think you've got to allow yourself the slump. And when there's a bit of light at the end of the tunnel, that's <coughs> the moment for me. Anyway, that's yeah. the moment that I would then think, right, well, now was a good time to lace up my trainers and really yeah. drag me out of the uh, the trough. Yeah. No, I agree. I think there's there are, there are times where you recognise actually hibernating, staying in yeah. is going to be more beneficial than going out. But then there are some times where, I, especially it's. I, it, it always happens when I, if I'm working away from home, mm-hmm. which happens quite a lot in, in my game, I'll 
I'll need to go for a run. Right. I'll be like, actually, what is happening now is that I need those endorphins. I need um, to move my body, you know. Yeah. Um, and go for a run. But that's a very that's a good question. That's an intuitive question, um, because I think sometimes a lot of the time when we speak about running, it's as if motivation is a given. It's not. But it's not. No, is it? You know. So. A lot of the time, that's the biggest battle in your that's head. That's harder than... I've always said this. Getting out the door is the hardest part of a run. Yeah. Once, oh you, once you're out there, there's only one way to go, and that's home. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's getting out of the fucking door. Yeah. Because there's been many a times where I've put my PE kit on, put my trainers on, and then thought, fuck it. Yeah. I'm going back into my pyjamas and putting <laughs> the tally on. Yeah. So getting out of the door is the hardest bit. But um, again, yeah, man, you've got to allow yourself the slump. I think you, we all... We all get like that so. constantly, yeah. I, I, I think putting putting pressures on ourselves to do things that we don't want to do is a very strange idea. So even though you know it, something is good for you, like running, if you are in a position where you're like actually staying in is going to be more beneficial for me, mm-hmm. it's so human to feel guilty about not doing a thing that yeah. you actually don't actually want to do. Yeah, yeah. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's a very strange mindset. But Guilt. I, I, I call it I call it Catholic guilt. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is linking right back to what I said at the start of the episode. It feels like our weird stumbling and rambles yeah. is a really shared common theme. Mm. So you've s- just said that, and I know exactly what you, th- I know exactly what you mean and how yeah. that feels. So I imagine every bugger else does who's listening to this goes, yeah, yeah, Catholic guilt. I know that feeling. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a strange it's a strange thing. It's a strange thing. Uh, I, 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 I'm interested. Like, there's a lot of people I bet who, who are listening to this though, who are part of that crew who are, who are on a streak of like 400 consecutive days, mm. or like do I, who was I speaking to the other day? They, they were on 600 days. They, they were coming up to two years where they'd run every single day, uh, Christmas Day, their birthday, all of those things. And I admire it so much. Yeah, no way I could do that. No, because my willpower is pretty great, but it's not like that. No. My, my, I, I'm training at the moment and I've, I've got about, f- I think it's four or five runs planned in a, in my diary a week. Yeah. And I know full well there's going to be at least one cross next to one of the runs, you yeah. know what I mean? Just because of time and work and yeah. allowing myself to have the slump. So I guess I probably put four or five runs in subconsciously knowing that I'm not going to do four or five runs. Yeah. So how they do <laughs> 200, foot me, I'll never know. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's quite mad. It's quite yeah. mad. Maybe I'll try and do that. What? Just start consecutive running, even if it's to the bottom of the street. Yeah. Does that count? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Do it then. <laughs> <laughs> for the bus. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, th- thank you for your questions. Yeah, there was a lot there. I hope. I think we got through all of them. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. Um. If not, send them over, and uh, we'll ignore them again. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Cool. Shall we? Um. Shall we do some uh, ginger wisdom? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. We're into series three, but I really like ginger wisdom. Well, I've. Add a new feature every season. Yeah. <gasps> so you do say season? I did, yeah. Get out. Fuck. I've had a new feature every series, <laughs> uh, but Ginger Wisdom has remained a stalwart, and yeah. I like it. It's good. Yeah, I like it as well. Um, right, should we get into it? Go. So now it's time for... Ginger Wisdom! Ginger Wisdom. Okay, Ginger Wisdom. Um, for first-time listeners, uh, this is where I source uh, inspirational quotes off the interweb. Uh, throw them at Gary and see what he makes of them. I described Gary uh, Gary's mind the other day as the ball in a pinball machine. Yeah, I really liked that. Um, I so I fear, I fear, I'm like, I'm the pinball machine, 
and Gary's the ball. I, I say something to him or he starts to train a thought and it, it, his head, his, his brain just goes ding, ding, bling, 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 all over the place. You don't really know where it's going to go. And we're all trying to stop it falling down the hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's my job to just keep score and see what the fuck happens. But yeah, so here we go. This is where we test this to its uh, nth degree on Ginger Wisdom. Right. So the first one was sent in um, by a mate of mine, uh, Jonathan Woolham. Right. Um, he saw this, uh, text me, said, I immediately thought of Gary. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, you ready? Yeah. <laughs> we can't control the sea, but we can learn how to surf the waves. We can't control the sea, but we can learn how to surf the waves. What are you saying? Yeah. You're saying yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can't control the sea. So, we can't control the sea. Mm-hmm. But we can learn how to cut, uh, how to surf the waves. So it's like saying, um, we don't. It's like we don't know how to over. No, not overcome a problem. Oh, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> all, all I can see is a fucking pinball, and it's doing me. I didn't. Right. <laughs> 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 pinball machine for, for those I mean I was going to say for those of you who can't see which is everyone because <laughs> it's only me here it, when when he was really struggling with a, a quote he shuts his eyes crosses his arms trying to cut out all of the external <laughs> pressures of life just to focus on this one pinball machine I've still got head. the uh, McDonald's menu up as well and it's really distracting <laughs> me on the laptop Fuck right okay, okay. Now, let me say it tell me again let me say, say it to you again right yeah we can't control the sea what's the sea in this analogy See, I'm going big. Life. Life, great. But we can learn how to surf the waves. Yeah. So we, we don't know what's coming. Mm -hmm. All we can do is learn how to adapt to certain situations. That's it. Yeah, I like that one. I knew I understood it, but I was trying to put it in English in proper terms. Yeah. So we can't... Put yourself into the map. Yeah, I'm there. So again, I'm going to relate this to running as we do. So I'm mm -hmm. going for a run. I don't know on my running route oh here we go go on on Sunday Ooh. I was going for a long run uh -huh. okay and there's a bit on the route that I go to that was all flooded and muddy this is a bit this is not as conceptual as the phrase is intended I think but sure. um, so I was like fuck shit I'm going to lose five or six miles now off this long run because the bit I wanted to go to was uh -huh. flooded so I had to adapt and overcome and just go on another route yeah I think you I think you I think you're in it I think you understand it yeah so what is that? Adapt and overcome. That's a, that's a phrase, isn't it? Is that the Navy or something? Could, could be, yeah. Wait right there. Have a Google. S say goodbye to the McDonald's menu. This reminded me of uh, one of the very early Ginger Wisdom quotes that I threw to you, which is, um, oh God, I'm going to misquote this enormously. Um, uh, Improvise, adapt and overcome. What's that from? Uh, uh, the US Army Special Forces Green Berets. That's, that's very American, isn't it? Yeah. Very slogan-y. Protect and serve. Improvise, adapt, and overcome. That's that's the same thing, man. We don't know what we can't do. What control what the sea's doing? Pretty much, yeah, man. Did you remember that one that we did? Like I was saying, uh, second or third episode in series one, um, which was uh, life is a shipwreck, but some of us are singing in the lifeboats. Do you, yeah. remember, do you remember that sort yeah, of yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. It's a similar thing. That was I, more I prefer about this one. Yeah, well, that was more about positivity. This is more about practic practical um, ways of getting through shit. Yeah, um, the th the thing is with that one, it's not it's not too inaccessible. It's not talking about fucking reaching for the stars and yeah, uh, whatever, <laughs> climbing every mountain. Yeah, 
I'm trying to think of more song lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were. That's why I went quiet. I was like, is he going to carry on? Yeah. Um, but just as a, just as a, a, I don't know why I've thought of it. Well, I do know why, exactly why I've thought of this. Uh, when I was in Sri Lanka at the start of the year, oh. um, uh, I was uh, in Marissa, right at the bottom of the island. And um, I thought, oh, those waves look big. So that'd be fun to play in. Not so much fun to play in. No. It, they were kicking my ass, man. Did you, oh, did you go in? Yeah, did I? You know those ones that that break yeah, quite close yeah. to shore and just go crash. Yeah, I thought, oh, that'd be fun. And I've done I've done a bit of like fighting about in waves before. And you, if when they get so big, you've got to dive underneath them. And I kept forgetting to dive underneath them, tried to jump over the top of them, and they just folded me in half. I can't think of anything worse. I was I smashed my head <gasps> off the fucking bottom of the ocean. Um, I couldn't walk. Like <laughs> it, it properly kicked my ass, man. It so uh, I couldn't control the sea, and I didn't learn I bet how to you surf the like wave. a right fucking wine guy. <laughs> <laughs> There's no change there, is there? <laughs> Honestly, mate, I, it kicked my ass. I hate the sea. I like that phrase, Jonathan, but I hate the sea. I hate the sea. Mm. Uh, let's see what you think of this one. All right, this one. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, the man who says he can, and the man who says he can't, are both correct. The man who says he can and the man who says he can't are both correct. What are you saying? What are you saying? The man who says he can and the man who says he can't are both correct. Yeah. So, but that that feels like one of those negative inspirational quotes because they say, like, if you can't do it, then you're correct. <laughs> when you're always drummed up, aren't you, when you're a kid, that there's no such word as can't. Yeah, but what what do you think this is? What do you think this is trying to get at? This this quote that not everything is possible. No, I think you are looking half empty. I think that you think your glass is half empty there. What's the half full version of this quote? That everything's possible. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, but he's saying the man who says he can mm -hmm. is correct. Yeah. And the man who says he can't is correct. So there's two blokes. The two butchers. Two butchers. Yeah. They're looking at a mountain. Uh huh. One of them says, I can climb that. Mm -hmm. He's correct. Mm -hmm. The other butcher says, I can't climb that. He's correct. Yep. But why don't you try it? Because what's the difference between those two butchers? One's a pessimist, one's an optimist. Yeah. So what is, what is, this is Confucius. What's Confucius saying there about the power of thought? It, was that the name of Usher's album? Confucius. <laughs> Confucius part two. Are you all right? <laughs> Did you hit your head in the sea <laughs> in Sri Lanka? <laughs> you div. No, serious. You nearly, I think you're nearly there. So Butcher 1 says, I can climb that. Yeah. Butcher 2 goes, oh, I can't climb that. Yeah. Confucius here is saying they're both correct. You then went on to say that one's pessimist, one's an optimist. What is Confucius saying about the power of, of thought there? That you can do anything you put your mind to. Kind of, yeah, but uh, yeah, but this. What I really like this because I don't understand it. The idea here, I think, is you set your own limitations. Who's Confucius? Confucius is a Chinese philosopher. Oh, let me guess. Was he from years ago? Yeah, of course he was. Yeah, of course he was. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen to me. I, go on, I, go I want on. to inspire I'll, you. Go on, right? He's saying that you are in charge of your own destiny, right? Yes. These two butchers. If both of them said, I can do that, the power of positive thought and the application of that positive thought means they can both get to the top of the mountain. Yeah. If they both went, I can't do that, then you become a self-fulfilling prophecy of going, I can't do that thing. 
You know, so, so many people who we speak to, oh, I couldn't run a marathon, me. Well, not with that fucking attitude, you can't. Yeah, but then they're not correct, though, are they? They are in that moment because they're not going to train. They're not going to do it. What? what uh, it's, he's not talking about what is possible. He's talking about what is actually happening. So their attitude. So his, his attitude is... His statement is correct, but his attitude is incorrect. Possibly. But I, I don't know how you're not getting this. I, I tell you what, Confucius. Your fucking name's... Right, in it because I'm very confused. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> You've made two gags out of his, na his name now. The first one was better, I think. Yeah, I was trying to get confessions. That's the name of us. He's my confusion. <laughs> right. Do you not like that? No, because it doesn't make sense. Why? Because he's a Chinese philosopher from fucking 6,000 years ago and it so? doesn't translate into this day and age. Of course, it does. No, it doesn't. Two butchers are looking at a they're playing Crash Bandicoot, right. <laughs> What? what on the PlayStation? Yeah. One of them says I can do this. The other one says I can't do this. They, they, they can't both be correct. Yeah, they can because they're two separate people. Oh, <laughs> I love Crash Bandicoot. It's really <laughs> <laughs> fully distracted now. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. I like the first one. Yeah. I was going to say improvise, adapt, and overcome, but that's not yeah. the one, is it? You don't like that one? I love that one. That give, that puts that Confucius one, the, the man who says he can and the man who says he can't are both correct. That puts the power in you, sir. Because it's it's saying, if you put your mind to it and you believe in yourself, you can do it. If you don't... Yeah, but why bring the other man into it then? What? Because this is, because he's then... What he's saying is he's balancing it up by saying, you have a choice here. You can or you can't. You can or you can't. You decide. Yeah. Nah. Nah. <laughs> That's what I get. Uh, have you found that? Bring one back fucking Ed Sheeran. He knew his shit. He did. Didn't he, he knew he? his he really wisdom. Put me to shame. <laughs> oh. What were you gonna say? Did you Google that one? I was someone sent that one in. No, I, I've, I've had that sure. in the back pocket for a while. Yeah. yeah Not I'm, bothered. No, I just don't understand it. I can't get my head round it. That's fine. That's fine. There's, there's, there's not enough. The pinball on this occasion has fully fell through the hole. Yeah, game over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Three lives lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, new year, new decade, same old um, bollocks from behind the medal. Um, thank you very much for coming back and, and tuning in. If we've kept any listeners, by the way, from Ed Sheeran's episode, if any... If there's any 14-year-old Venezuelan girl who's listening to this, um, I hope you uh, found <laughs> this uh, one. Yeah, yeah, good oh, the, luck. The back catalogue entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> good. Gary's, <laughs> Gary's advice is good luck, which is probably astute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll catch up uh, with you next time on Behind the Metal. But this has been Series 3, Episode 1. Um, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Speak to you very, very soon. Bye-bye. Oh, hello there. Uh, it's Dean from Behind the Medal. Uh, if you enjoyed today's episode, uh, why don't you head over to Twitter and follow us at Behind the Medal. Also over on Instagram at Behind the Medal. Um, and wherever you listen to this podcast, why don't you give us a little like and subscribe. You can also leave a little review telling us how gorgeous our northern tones are. Thank you kindly. See you next time.